am Danny. And I'm Damika. And we are biracial unicorns. The minisode! Minisode time. Mm, I just... Oh, sorry. We just got done having, like, the best conversation about hair, and I'm really, like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish people knew of like the actual like goal that we talk about before we even we should record. just always be recording <laughs> there every conversation just everything everything that would be the patreon well we not that we have one we'll start one and yeah then you can and hear, the, the yeah. patreon will be like the before and after conversations oh, oh, pre yeah. and post show Exactly. After hours. <laughs> Unicorns after dark, mid-morning, and sometimes in the afternoon. Where Danny curses even more. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I actually curse the same. Um, how are no, you, no, no. <laughs> no, You stay, Danny, constantly. You stay here. I'm, I'm doing okay. I am so tired. I'm so, so very, very tired. But I am really excited to be with you here today. I am ready for this mini-sode. I feel like I'm not reinventing the wheel, mm. but I, but I, st- I think we can still have some fun. We can always have fun. Girl, like, I feel like every time we have together, <laughs> girl, shut your whole beautiful face. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've got, I've got 10 minutes, so okay. I will do my little, little short, little build up here. So we have given some love to some amazing bad bitches on here. Mm. Uh, one recently is Miss One Cruella DeVille. Mm. And I feel like we'd be doing a disservice to all beautiful villainesses of the Disney franchise if we did not spread that love around. So, oh, Can I guess? Wait, can I guess yes, which yes, Disney yes. villain you chose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Ursula? So, okay. First <laughs> and foremost... <laughs> I want to do Ursula so badly, but I feel like we've talked about her already. That's true. That's true. But I mean, here's the thing. If we have time, that's in quotation marks. I want to circle back to her so badly. Let me tell you, I had to fight the urge not to do Ursula. But as always, I have to rag on Disney because I care about their, their live action remakes and they're remaking Snow White. They are? Yes, 2022 live action version, because we didn't have one, apparently, um, of Snow White. So I thought the first full length feature film, Villainess, the evil queen, let's give 10 minutes and talk about this very misunderstood, underrepresented and underrated villain. Yes. Um, Okay, so here, here's my first my first comment about this. I essentially played this character <laughs> once, um, of course, because yes. it always devolves to theater cast. Yeah. Um, so, um, and you'll love this. You'll love this. Oh, so have yeah. you read the Neil Gaiman short story of the story of Snow White told from the the Queen's perspective? I feel like yes in the recesses of my brain. Like yeah, it's the moment really you good. Yeah. yeah. And so um a friend of mine wrote and directed this scene where it was it was that story, but with like a Japanese <laughs> bend to it. Um and she was a uh, Snow White was this Yukiona, this like snow 
it's mean snow woman, but it's like a snow demon essentially. Um, and so it was kind of told from the queen's perspective and I played the queen. Um, but it was very like Kabuki style. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's, that's my story. That's my personal connection to the queen, um, was playing that role. Girl, I am 50 shades here for it. <laughs> I want to hear about this. A great is there is there is there recordings of said of this somewhere? Possibly. Probably somewhere in the ether there's a recording. Um yeah, I'll see I'll see if I can find something. Uh, yeah, I have a new mission in this life. Who's the guy who does like Nicolas Cage? There we go. I need Nicolas Cage to go on some beautiful treasure hunt and fight this for me. So that's that's my personal connection. And I think I really love the Neil Gaiman story. I mean, I love any sort of fractured fairy tale, and I know this is taking it a little away from Disney, um, but I love a fractured fairy tale and just the story where it's like, no, Snow White was evil, not the queen, um, <laughs> is is a cool a cool take on it. Um, but I think I think you know we all Disney is so clearly one sided. Um, so I think the villains feel very two-dimensional. And so that would be my main feeling about that character in the original Disney film is felt very flat, very two-dimensional. Mm. You know, it, and that's actually partly why I wanted to talk about it is that I have felt, I mean, you know, I have a kid, I watched a lot of Disney, but I have seen the overarching massive success with disney i feel like and it's long-standing by their by the evolving villains i have mm-hmm. really seen that we mm-hmm. we've talked about moana on here who technically is the villain it's really really complex coco mm-hmm. same thing very complex even um, the frozen movie franchise because <clears throat> yeah, yeah. is the villain right but Ever so technically, like technically, and even in the second one, what's the villain is their past and misunderstanding of of their history, of their family. And so them kind of branching off from technically this, the the villain with the curled mustache tying the, you know, a white maiden to the train tracks, and that, that mm-hmm. kind of juxtaposition has really evolved because we do see that. We see that in uh, Sleeping Beauty. And people, why the Maleficent franchise has done so well is that they've been able to go deeper into the the character of the villains. Even the Lion King, we see, even though it's based loosely off of Shakespearean show, it was very two-dimensional. I'm like, he wanted power, but it was just so shallow. We love these characters, but you're right. There's this two-dimensionalness, but I feel like what has really just shot Disney into the stratosphere is them allowing there to be a more complex idea of who a bad guy who a villain and what makes a villain or a bad guy yeah i think i think that that's true uh to a certain extent i i don't remember if we talked about this i don't think we did but maleficent love maleficent Mm. as a character love love like i'm not a big fan of sleeping beauty but i think her character is so interesting and even though i'm not a fan of sleeping beauty as a movie i think that 
in the old guard of Disney films, it feels the most feminist to me. And and I know I know it's like problematic because like it's often <laughs> held up as the least feminist because she has like no agency and like consent isn't a thing and all that. But I think <laughs> in terms of like the awesomeness that is the fairies, the fairy mm. godmothers, they're like amazing. They're yeah. like the best characters in Disney. Yeah. Um and they like you know, they raise this kid on their own. They're like just unapologetically who they are. Love them. Maleficent in the same vein is like a very interesting, complex character. I do not like, and I haven't seen the movie, but based off of everything I've I've read about it in the story, the Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. live action, they like totally killed like all the great things about Maleficent mm. that made her... You know, like to make her story about like rape, essentially, and about, <gasps> um, you know, a man making her the way she is totally uh... ruins the character uh, from being someone who who is just bad because she wants to be, which to me feels like a much more powerful and a much more like feminist idea in the fact that it gives her true agency like even if you disagree with what she comes she's doing like it gives her agency and so i think with with snow white and with the the evil queen i've mixed feelings about it because in one sense she is like she's a woman who is strong and doing what she has to do to survive in this world but she's also buying into these patriarchal standards of wanting to be the fairest in the land and here we land where i really want to get the dish dish the real villain of snow white is the patriarchy (laughs) (laughs) yes what what patriarchy stands for in the mirror the mirror mirror. is the male gaze yeah literally the male gaze it is so on the nose it's painful like absolutely painful i i the fact that she even died or came to her end in like this haggard form yeah like holy cow what a horrific and i'm like where is he getting this information like uh, of what is ferris and why would it drive and why would it put those those seeds of doubt to even begin with do you know what i mean like that i always struggled with which one they're like the evil queen like that being her identity not until other versions do they even attempt to even give her the justice of a name, which I'm like, come on, come on, y'all. Right. <laughs> like, with that, and then the, this apprehension and seeking of the mirror. And I think it's even interesting of the actual instigator of the mirror, who has let Snow White live and go forth and do her own thing. Been like, oh, by the way, just kidding. I said you were good. I said the huntsman did the job and you're the fairest, but just kidding. Even though I'm this all powerful, all knowing human being, um, she's actually still kicking it in the woods. And she technically, even though no one sees her, but these little men, you are not going to be the fairest. What an absolute power trip. Why are we not talking about how wicked and horrific this, this character and what he, it stands for. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that that, I think you're right. I think that the mirror is the true villain. Um, And I think that is part of my issue with Snow White. It's like, even even this film that's supposed to have like a female protagonist and a female antagonist, like who is orchestrating it? Who is like pulling the strings? And 
I think that goes back to a lot of my feelings about old Disney is and and new Disney to a certain extent, but very much in old Disney is the women have no agency. The women and the girls, because the protagonists are always like 16. Oh. I think Snow White's supposed to be like 14. Yeah, she's crazy, crazy young. Just yeah. can we just put that out there? Like, not okay. <laughs> yeah, I I have such a it with even with all of this, I will still have a soft spot in my heart. This was probably the first real story that like I used to terrify my little sister and I used mm. to find that oddly funny um <laughs> as a true older sibling <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you're supposed to because you're whatever they fear you have to find funny right? right um but it is a terribly horrific wicked story uh like I said it has been retold and remade I think my most memorable and I use that loosely version of it is like a 1987 88 version of it that came to and it is the very 80s um they actually continue the story where she gets to marry the oh there's a go she marries the prince and there's there's puppetry i think involved it's a really old version but i know i might have mentioned before recently they did a whole series called once where they do like bends and twists and they go more into deeper stories of this and it kind of centers around the relationship between the evil queen and snow white like that's the springboard that's what kind of ropes it all together and i thought they did a fairly good job like all series that lasts for a little too long um went sour real quick lost the plot but i really enjoyed it but once again, it kind of talks about her evilness being the result of trauma caused mm. by loss of love by by the Springport of, of a man. It's always like, and I mean, it's not, it's not unusual, I suppose. But I think when we're, th- we're, we're going back to like the Brechtel test or something, right? Like, mm. why does everything have to be about men all the time? Like, I don't like it. I don't know. I think there's something that women choosing to be powerful and unapologetic is actually something that people cannot make sense in their mind. So there has to be, but why? Yeah. You know, but why? There must be some, there must be pain. There must be hurt. Instead of being like, no, this woman is choosing to assert and use her power for how she sees fit. Yeah. And, and I think at least she does something. Snow White does nothing. She has no agency. She does absolutely nothing. Girl, embarrassing. You you know, I'm going to disagree with you. She goes to a well. She (laughs) sings by a well. She sweeps a floor for strangers in the wood. She lies somewhat quasi dead in the woods, mourned by many. Uh, She gets kissed. She gets kissed. (laughs) I mean, and that's her whole personality is just like Snow White is nice. Like, I feel like if nice is your only defining characteristic, something is very wrong. I, you know, wouldn't it be so interesting if she went to the woods and she just survived? Like, she <laughs> went, yeah. <laughs> like, Mononoke Hime, like, yes, style. Ex- exactly. Yeah. It's got, like, deer blood in her face. And yeah. she's just like, she's the one who killed the deer and put the heart in the box and told the huntsman, you're good here. Your services are no longer needed. And she just survived and then came back for the throne. Like, I would I would be into that. I, I, I also, I don't have to say, but I will say, 
um, on the other end of this argument about Snow White, one of my proudest moments was like six years ago when I dressed as Snow White for Halloween. Um, and we were selling at a farmer's market and a little kid came up to me and was like, you're not the real Snow White. I was like, <laughs> and then they're like, are you? <laughs> I love it. I I am here, here for it. It's like my friends who had their little girls actually had a frozen uh, birthday party and the girl who played Elsa was obviously... A Latina, and I, I absolutely <laughs> lived. I abs beautiful dark skin, but had the like the white wig, and she had she played, and she was so great. But to me, it just made me so smile. Like it was just here in Albuquerque. I'm like, yeah, yeah. These are these are our princesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where Snow White does not have white skin. Yeah, um. and I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah. Cool. Well. Uh, yeah, I think we need to revisit a lot of these uh, Disney villains. There's something about Disney. My my husband hates on it, I think, because he doesn't know. We've had this discussion. He doesn't yeah. really know Disney very well. Um, but even though I, as an adult, have not kept up with Disney, I've not seen like any of these live action <laughs> remakes. You're, but, you're good. <laughs> yeah. But I think even though I'm not a Disney fan per se, I grew up so much with all of Disney that it's like, of course I have opinions. <laughs> I think it's good. But once again, because it's so influential, mm -hmm. you can't help but have an opinion. It is, it's a marker. It's a maker of culture. And then culture made it. And then it makes culture. It's just, yeah, in yeah. That, it's that impactful loop that happens. And so you have that, even this constant remaking of live action is somehow forming a culture and then vice versa of how it's impacting and uh, its relationship towards each other. So totally always will. Well, thanks for going there with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back next week with a full episode and in two weeks with another mini sode. Don't worry. Ursula will get her chance guys. It, it, some other time. I mean, Something Ursula like is just like a constant influence on this podcast. And if you can't hear it, then you ain't I don't listening. know what to tell you. You ain't listening. Play it backwards. <laughs> Turn the volume up. All right. Peace. Out. Out.